Well, hello and welcome back. I'm Vipe Desai, your host here at the Army of Game Changers podcast. This is the podcast where I pull actionable career and leadership advice from people within my network to help you develop your personal and professional journey. On this episode, I have my friend Nick Sargent, president of Snow Sports Industries America a trade association representing winter sports brands, retailers, and resort communities. I caught up with Nick just before he headed into one of their biggest trade show events, so let's jump right in to the conversation. Hey, Nick, it's Vipe. How are you? And give me the rundown on the big trade show coming up. Oh, Vipe, good to hear from you. Um, it's busy. It's uh, between uh, between family and work and teenage kids and adults that act like they're teenage kids. It feels like I'm bouncing between personal and work all the time, but um, it's, uh, it's been busy. It's, uh, we have um, a lot of good things going on um, here in, in my role at SIA. And recently we, uh, we sold the uh, SIA snow show. Uh, a lot of people know SIA as, as the, the buying show, the show that was in Vegas. Um, but SA is much more than just the trade show. We do education, we do research, we do um, other elements of participation um, in a bunch of other events. And uh, the trade show is just one element of what we did. And so we sold that to outdoor retailer over the summer. And uh, we had a lot of a lot of people in the outdoor and the winter sports space saying we need one trade show. There's too many trade shows. The trade show schedules are screwed up. Uh, there are too many, too many shows. And, just, you know, honestly, just not enough money for everyone to, uh, to go to these shows. And um, consolidation is a good thing. So we sold the show. And so for the first time in over 30 years, in Denver, uh, the week of January uh, 22nd, we're going to have the combined outdoor retailer and SIA snow show uh, under one roof. So it's going to be a really cool, um, there's going to be every brand that you are well aware of um, showcasing their products from outdoor brands uh, to, to winter sport brands, snowboard, ski, um, you name it. And uh, so it's going to be really exciting. We've been working on this um, for two years. And uh, we, 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 we pulled it all together last summer and then had a busy fall. Um, obviously, change is difficult for a lot of people, and uh, getting people on this new program um, has, been, uh, has been good, rewarding, but a lot of hard, hard work and heavy lifting, uh, getting people used to this, uh, this new show format. But, um, so from that, you know, we've uh, had to dig into a lot of my, uh, my, my old friends and, and colleagues and uh, um, really putting the band back together, as, as we were talking about earlier, and um, get everyone excited um, and uh, get everyone chipping in where they can to make this a success. So uh, that's really been a lot of what we've been doing uh, here, as well as taking a 65-year-old trade organization owned by trade and manufacturers um, and updating into a 21st century, uh, which includes a lot of a lot of digital, a lot of content, a lot of e-com, um, working with retailers, working with manufacturers on how they can 
um, adjust their business uh, to a uh, you know 21st century and a modern uh, electronic and digital space. Well, it sounds like you've got your work cut out for you. And congratulations on merging outdoor retailer and SIA together under one roof. Now, Nick, your role at SIA feels like it's been in the making for a while. Let's talk about your career path. Can you share how you managed your career and how it can help my listeners? Well, you know, it's been uh, it's been a, an interesting road. Um, I've I've chosen a lot of interesting and uh, uh, difficult challenges. That's just the nature of uh, what I like to I like to do and and how I manage my career. But um, I mean, I started out in the trenches, uh, like a lot of my colleagues and friends. And um, I did World Cup um, ski service, and um, I was traveling all over the world, which sounds luxurious and fun, but um, uh, it was all work. And we would work 16, 18, 20 hours, you know, sometimes 24 hours a day. You can imagine in today's environment, on um, your first job, um, and maybe your first or second week, uh, putting in a 48-hour workday. Um, and, but that's what was, that's what we were doing. And this was back in the, uh, in the late eighties, early nineties. And, uh, um, but that really shaped me and really helped give me a, a sense of where I wanted to go and what I wanted to be. And I knew for sure I did not want to work 24 hour days. Um, and, uh, I knew I didn't want to pull a file, uh, for the rest of my life. So I had uh, higher aspirations, but it, it took me, Getting into the into the uh, into the workspace that I, I knew I wanted to be in, I knew it was going to be hard work. I didn't realize it was going to be that hard, but um, um, uh, but it really helped me see the bigger picture. And so from there, I took on uh, uh, after five years, I took on another role at um, uh, Adidas and Solomon. This is when Adidas owned Solomon, and I got into more of what my education was around marketing. And then I got into partnership marketing and I got into putting deals together. And that was me using my network that I had created over the, over the previous five years around the world. Um, and I saw, I saw an opportunity and I said, if I can put people together, then I can really help shape different um, initiatives and different events and different drivers the way that I see being uh, a con- contributor back to the winter sports space. And, and then that led me to my job at Burton Snowboards where, you know, I started out there. Um, they had never had anyone putting deals together, whether it be licensing deals or marketing deals or event deals. And so I pioneered that space um, at Burton for 15 years and, and I really had a, a good time of it. Um, but the, the moral to the, the, the Burton job um, was, one, following my passion, um, but I didn't know anything about snowboarding. And um, I was a hardcore ski racer. I, was a hard, I worked in the hardcore stuff, departments in ski racing uh, in my first job. And um, I had heard about Craig Kelly and Jake Burton. Jake Carpenter lived in the same town that I lived in. Um, I, knew, I knew of him. And I knew it was cool, and I knew it was anti-establishment, and I really wanted to check that out. And I, I, I felt like I couldn't complete my career if I didn't have experience in snowboarding. Not that I expected 
uh, uh, the experience I ended up having. But um, anyway, uh, when I got to Burton, it was really cool. Um, after the first few months, I, I said to my wife, I think I made a big mistake. Uh, this isn't for me. And she said, buck up. You made the decision. Um, you're going to follow this decision through. And uh, we're, we're not showtimers. And, uh, and that led me to my next lesson, uh, which was the first one being follow your passion. Um, and, uh, and, and don't be afraid to venture outside of your comfort zone to see what else is out there. But the, the second part of that is once you make a decision, see it through. You know, it's really easy to quit. That's like the easiest thing you can do. The hardest thing to do is see it through and, and then really measure up the, the, the opportunity and, and drive it home and just own it. And um, um, so following up and owning it really were two important lessons that I learned at Burton and, uh, and for myself. And uh, so that job led me to my current job as a president of SIA, where I, you know, I'm virtually managing the entire winter sport business. Um, and, uh, you know, it takes a lot of, a lot of discipline and focus to uh, determine what's important to you and, and what's important to the business, um, what's less important, and, uh, and maybe what you can push on the back burner or um, maybe focus on later down the, down the line. Yeah, great points, Nick. Uh, you know, as I listen to your journey, I can't help but recognize similarities with what some of my other guests have said, and that passion plays a big role in our professional journey. And also what stuck out to me was when you said, don't be afraid to venture outside of your comfort zone and own up to your decisions. I'm sure both these points are playing out in some way in your leadership role at SIA. So what are you learning and what are you able to share in your role as president of one of the largest trade associations in the world? Yeah, leader, leadership is probably one of the hardest qualities um, I, I say for most, I mean, you, you hear about natural leaders, and, and I do believe that, but uh, but not everyone's a natural leader. Um, I don't think I'm a natural leader. Maybe some people might say otherwise, but I, I think um, uh, I really I really work at it. And um, um, first first part is is really um, standing by my beliefs and um, really. Uh, driving them forward and really working with my team to, to, to leverage uh, where I see the business going and um, looking for opportunity to, uh, to build on that. But um, the other part, and uh, it might be a little contradictory in, in some senses, but, uh, but, but very real in, in, in many, in, in most cases, is um, I really pride myself in being a good listener and and listening to my staff, um, we don't have to agree all the time. Um, uh, we can agree to disagree, and uh, or we can agree to agree. I think I think either uh, either result really comes back to you in space. Um, um, I really feel that once you get good counsel from your staff and from your leadership team, it really gives you the ability to think think through um, what the initiative might be. Um, but also, but also, 
um, make good and sound uh, decisions. And, and again, you know, those decisions don't come easy because you are making decisions for um, the entire industry. And so I've got to take into effect retailers. I need to take into effect reps. I need to take into effect uh, manufacturers. Um, I need to take into effect consumers. And so each, each decision has to go through, you know, the five-point uh, check um, before we before we start to go out to my board and then out to uh, the industry. Um, but again, you know, uh, you, you really got to be a, a good listener and then a strong advocate for what you're doing. Um, absolutely, those are those are those are qualities um, for sure. You can't live with. Um, the other one, you know, is you you need to lead by example. And you can't expect people to do things that you're not willing to do yourself. Um, respect isn't isn't uh, isn't given; it's earned. And um, you really have to uh, get out there and roll your sleeves up and get down into the trenches with with these people, um, your staff and your your uh, um, your 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 crew in your industry, and listen and help and uh, and uh, and jump in where you can. And those things come back in space, and um, um, and they really pay off in the long run in so many ways. But um, um, the other the other part is uh, you know we touched on it earlier is the network, and uh, I have a deep deep network uh, with obviously within this industry, but I have a deep network outside of my industry, and um, I like to check in with my network and. Uh, See what's going on in other industries uh, around the world, and uh, um, and then bounce ideas off my network um, to see if I'm I'm continually um, going in the right direction, or if I need to make a course change, and um, um, and that network really gives me the ability to talk to a peer group, and um, um, but also really get honest opinions and replies to the questions and. and uh, um, that I have, and uh, and that network really gives me the ability to make a change. And uh, not everything I do is right. Um, I like to think a lot of what we do is right, but um, um, I've made mistakes um, as big as, as the next guy. And um, but being able to own up to those, um, make that course change, um, take it on the chin when you need to. Um, as a leader, you can't blame anyone but yourself. And um, um, but learn, and so you know. Again, it's a lot of of um, leading by example. It's a lot of listening. Um, it's a lot of of, uh, of learning from your mistakes, and um, and then you know using that network um, to your advantage. And uh, um, it's fun. It's hard. It's challenging. It's uh, some days you have miserable days. Um, the saying, the saying, or the cliche is very much. Uh, real, you don't have a lot of friends at the top. Um, there's not a lot of people to to really share your intimate thoughts with um, around the business, um, around your job, and um, that's where my network really comes into play. And I can I can really lean on my friends when they have to. Uh, and then most importantly, they can lean on me when when they're going through rough times too. So it's a two way street. And uh, so anyway, those are. I think those are my uh, leadership qualities and my thoughts on leadership, and and uh, you just keep you keep trucking, <laughs> keep trucking forward. 
<laughs> That's right. Leaders got to keep trucking forward and being a good listener and also leading by example are just a couple of key ways to keep organizations moving forward. Look, before we wrap things up, thanks for taking the time to jump on the podcast. I know you're in trade show mode, so I really appreciate you taking the time to share some great insights. Now, I know you said you play, you don't play much on social media, but how can people keep up with you? I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Nick Sargent, pretty simple. <laughs> it's, uh, um, I'm on Instagram, uh, snow uh, underscore sports. And um, I do a little bit of social and uh, I like, I'm more of a voyeur. I like to see what everyone else is doing. I always joke with my kids. I'm a terrible uh, photographer. And, and uh, can you come help me when I post this? And, uh, but anyway, it's, uh, you can find me there. And, and, uh, and you can also find me on snowsports.org. But thanks for having me, Vike. It's always great catching up. And uh, always happy to help and share. And, and uh, that's what we do. That's what we do. Pay it forward. Pay it forward. What a great way to end the podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Now, if you've been listening to my other podcasts, you might be noticing a pattern in the advice my guests are sharing. That is that passion, people, and purpose are at the heart of successful people. That's it for this episode. Four down, 48 more to go. That's right. These are weekly podcasts that I'm recording from the HDX Hydration Mix offices here in Huntington Beach, California. And we're just getting going. I've got more amazing guests lined up. So stay subscribed. I'm Vipe Desai. Thank you for listening. And I hope you have a great week.